are listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Good morning, everyone. My name is Joseph Friedman. I am the uh, Chief Operating Officer with PDI Medical, a medical marijuana dispensary, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Hey, thanks for coming back to the Pharmacy Podcast. We have a really interesting episode returning to the subject of medical marijuana. We did a interview with Joseph Friedman, who is the founding member of PDI Medical. PDI Medical is Professional Dispensaries of Illinois. He's coming back on the show to do a follow-up to our episode 190, which was back on December 18th, 2014. But before that, I wanted to I wanted to preface an article written by Pharmacy Podcast Government Relations, Ron Lanton, who's the president of True North Political Solutions. And he wrote an article for Specialty Pharmacy Times called Medical Marijuana Obstacles Continue for This Emerging Sector of Healthcare. And he notes that 23 states, as well as the District of Columbia, have enacted legislation to legalize medical marijuana. And despite the overall growing support regarding the utilization of cannabis oils for medical use, medical marijuana companies continue to confront obstacles and inconsistencies within their field. There is also note that there was a survey that found 67% of physicians believed medical marijuana should be an option for their patients. If the majority of citizens and physicians are in favor of medical marijuana, why is its use continued to be a topic of contention? So let's get on with our interview with Joseph Friedman with PDI Medical. Hey there, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. Want to bring back to the show, excited to have him, Joseph Friedman who was on the Pharmacy Podcast, episode 190. If you haven't heard that, go back to episode 190. Uh, It was titled, Is the War on Medical Marijuana Over? And there's much to be updated since December of 2014, and that's why I'm excited to have Joseph back. How are you doing today, Joseph? I'm doing great. Thank you, Todd. So, uh, wow, Um, you know, I I go down through my listserv of articles that come up, and just this morning, uh, Tacoma moves to close dozens of medical marijuana shops, which is a negative, and then Arizona medical marijuana milestone is a positive, and a girl with seizures disorders receives uh, cannabis oil, a positive, and it's just like you you can't get enough information through internet Google searches on is it really going to take place? Is it not going to take place? Is medical marijuana going to finally come as 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 something that? We all feel is a proven um, additive to the tool and arsenal for our medical professionals out there. So, what better person to bring back to the show than than you to kind of give us an update of where we are? And uh, just in case the listeners want to hear from hear from you, obviously as as a as an expert in our industry, give some back a quick background on yourself and your organization, and then I have some questions for you. 
Very good. Okay. My name is Joseph Friedman. I'm a pharmacist. I've got a master's degree. And uh, over the last couple of years, I've been um, taking a very deep dive into uh, applying for a medical marijuana dispensary in the state of Illinois. Uh, I was successful with that. We just got word on February 3rd that uh, our application was successful. That was one of the highest scoring applications in, in the area. So I'm very proud of that, but I'm taking it a little bit further from the standpoint of the need for pharmacist education on this, pharmacist involvement on this. So um, I am going to be opening up my dispensary probably in October, September, October timeframe. So that's coming up pretty quick and there's a lot to do. Wow. So... Give us, um, give us an update on where are we with the acceptance per se. Uh, I know you probably can't, I don't want, we, we can't sit here, we don't have time to list all 50 states, but nonetheless, um, what's, what's the, the, the tempo, what's the acceptance level from a national level, where are we at as a nation um, in, in getting closer to really accepting and using um, where, where it's a medical necessity, uh, medical marijuana? Uh, great question, Todd. And more recently, uh, Louisiana just got on board. Um, their program probably won't be rolling out for a couple of years, but it's going to be a prescription from a doctor, and that's going to involve pharmacists. Um, New York just released the winning results uh, for the 43 applications that were submitted, and their model is a cultivation center uh, with four dispensaries underneath it and there was five awards that were given out so there's going to be a total of 20 dispensaries and five rows in New York and those dispensaries have to be run by a pharmacist. So if you're listening to the show and you want to kind of follow along, um, not obviously when you're driving, but uh, you go out to pdimedical.com that's uh, P as in Paul D as in dog I as in ice cream medical.com your website looks great I see it's up and running and you got some really good information useful information out there Uh, where are you guys at in in the uh, level of kind of partnering with pharmacy on this how does pharmacy play into all this Uh, well (laughs) I've been partnering with pharmacy on this in fact I gave a presentation at the PBA Health Connect convention in Kansas City uh, in July, and there was over 200 pharmacists that listened to my presentation, um, Vapors, Papers, and Dabs, Oh My, Medical Marijuana, and the Pharmacist Behind the Curtain. Uh, It was well-received. In fact, a writer um, took copious notes during that presentation and is going to put out an article basically quoting my presentation uh, in the PBA Health magazine called Elements, and that's going to go out soon. Very good, very good. PBA Health, I believe that's a uh, pharmacy buying group, right? It is. Okay, excellent. So um, tell us, uh, for the curious listeners, what disease states, what chronic disease states do you feel um, are most applicable of the world of medical uh, marijuana and cannabis oils, and where are you seeing the, the greatest acceptance? Uh, there's a lot of research going on. I think there's a, there's a real benefit from the standpoint of possibly, uh, and I'm not saying it's a silver bullet, but there is some apoptosis and anti-angiogenesis properties with THC with regards to certain types of cancer. Uh, migraine, of course, uh, uh, epilepsy, severe epilepsy in children. Um, and, and there's about 39 conditions here in Illinois that it's approved for with 11 additional conditions that include irritable bowel syndrome, 
uh, and, and several others that are on the governor's desk for signing over the next 17 days. So where do you think um, or how do you think uh, a pharmacy in their state could could really get more information to where the state is with their own decisions uh, to, in fact, uh, legalize uh, the leverage of medical marijuana? Well, there's there's two ways to go about this. First, you've got uh, the departments that are behind it. So, for example, in Illinois, the Department of Agriculture is over the growing centers and the Department of Financial and Professional Regulation is over the dispensaries, while the Department of Health is over the doctor-patient relationship. Now, that's going to be different from state to state, but you've got to go into and take a deep dive into the legislative bodies within your state. But more importantly, and this is what I've done, is talk to the local uh, pharmacist associations, see what kind of interest or involvement they have. So it's a two-tiered approach. That's very good. So I also see through uh, reading some information on pdimedical.com that um, you have... Uh, strong ties into the compounding uh, pharmacist arena as well, which I think could easily, much easier uh, leverage of the cannabis oil. Can you describe to the listeners the difference between uh, cannabis oil and medical marijuana and where it's applicable to use the oils versus, um, you know, the actual uh, maybe intake through smoking rather than uh, intake through edibles or something like that? That's a great point, Todd, and I think one of the problems in this industry is the lack of consistency. Right. So I think from the background of pharmacy compounding, um, through PCCA, the Pharmacy Compounding Centers of America, they've got thousands of formulations for fat-based plants. Now, that's not to say that it was specifically for marijuana, but marijuana is a very lipid-prone uh, uh, um, uh, chemical, and you can go ahead and use formulations from PCCA and pop that into uh, a cannabis plant. Now, from the standpoint of oils, uh, the, the idea here is to not smoke this. I mean, smoking's not a good thing. I mean, if you've got Mrs. Smith coming into your pharmacy and she's got uh, some kind of you know pulmonary disease or something of that nature, you don't really want her smoking this product. Now, edibles uh, can be somewhat predictable from the standpoint of onset of action and duration, but that's still something that needs to be figured out. Uh, so we really don't want to smoke it. Uh, I think putting it into an oil, making topical preparations, vaporizing it is probably the way to go for patients uh, that really need this medication. Yeah, there's a study, um, or actually a story per se, of a, of a young girl who uh, was having seizure issues, and I watched a YouTube, which was a really well done uh, YouTube video, um, and I can't remember the case, but uh, she actually has the oil um, uh, that, that is given to her, and I forget what level it's given to her, but it, they put it on in her, in her cereal or in a drink or something like that, and uh, they're saying it's helped to control those seizures. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a good case, and uh, actually, there was actually a, con- a convention here in Chicago um, a couple of months ago where they went over the dosing, dosing algorithms. I know that there's a group out in uh, Minnesota that in Minnesota is another state where it's run by pharmacists and physicians and they're doing dosing algorithms for cannabis. So the whole idea is to start low and go slow, but there is dosing uh, 
uh, algorithms for epilepsy, for cancer, for HIV. They're already out there. You've also mentioned the drug-drug interaction side of this, which will continue to be a build-out, I'm sure, a library of information out there. Uh, you said a good example of this is the world of if, if you're on warfarin and uh, give me some examples or give us a listener some examples uh, to the science and, and sensitivity of drug-drug interactions with uh, medical uh, cannabis. Well, you know, that's a great question. In fact, uh, back in, um, I'm looking, trying to find the date here, uh, Pharmacy Times, oh, December 2014, a couple of pharmacy professors from uh, the University of uh, Washington School of Pharmacy came out with what they would believe would be drug interactions based on the enzymatic pathway of metabolism for cannabis. And so there's a couple of enzyme pathways that were discovered, the, the CP, CYPC9 and the CYP3A4, where patients that are taking, like for example, drugs like fluconazole, voriconazole, uh, they inhibit these enzymes. And so you would have uh, three to four times increases in THC if these drugs were taken together. Now, there's also the cytochrome P450 issue where uh, uh, THC is metabolized by that, and you can actually have issues with warfarin therapy, so you would need to adjust that and watch that. In addition, um, there are some enzyme inducers, for example, rifampin, um, that could cause a drug interaction with, uh, directly given with, with THC. So there's, this is a great article, and it really goes through the science and the, po and the possibilities of drug interactions with THC. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been surprised um, since being in pharmacy, the pharmacy industry, uh, the reluctance and the uh, pushback of not really accepting uh, medical marijuana where the conditions uh, show proof that the outcome has been favorable, why the acceptance has taken so long. And I look at, you know, the world of prescription medication, and it, it seems, uh, you know, uh, pretty clear uh, that, that when you're prescribed a specific medication by a physician and it's helped to be controlled and dispensed by a pharmacy, um, it's been surprising to me. Why is, it, why is it taking so long to place cannabis in the physician and the pharmacist to help those patients that need it? And um, I guess it's because of the uh, the the controversy of it being used as a recreational drug per se, but um, you know, as medical per, medical professionals and people in the pharmacy industry, it it seems much clearer to us than it does sometimes the general public. Yeah, exactly. And to your point, Todd, uh, you know, just recently JAMA came out with uh, an article and it was titled, you know, they find scant evidence that medical pot help helps many illnesses, but it's scant. And what they did is they took a look at meta-analysis of about 79 studies involving about 66,000 patients, and they were saying that the evidence was weak uh, for many conditions, including anxiety, sleep disorders, Tourette's syndrome, uh, and then the authors recommend that there must be more research. Now, the problem with that, with that JAMA article is it took a look at studies that were based on drugs like Marinol that are already FDA-approved. Uh, it didn't look at the whole plant. So uh, you know, you've got to take a look at you know, what is behind, what is the agenda 
uh, from these medical journals coming out with these articles and, 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 and then decide. But it's also against federal law. That's why, you know, physicians can't really prescribe it and pharmacists can't really dispense it. There, there, there are these challenges, but there's a ship that has left the harbor and uh, this thing is, is going to go, um, you know, full blast throughout all 50 states in the coming years. I love the question on the PDI, uh, PDImedical.com uh, site that says, does medical marijuana always make you high? So rather than me answering it, I'd rather you answer it. Uh, great question. And there's, there's more to marijuana than THC. Um, it has been shown and proven that some of the other components that don't have psychoactive properties, such as CBD, cannabidiol, CBG, cannabigerol, uh, CBN, cannabinol, uh, have either no or very weak psychoactive properties. And then these, these, these uh, components have uh, definitive medical benefits. So... Um where do you think we go from here? If, if I'm a listener, I'm in a state that, uh, uh, that hasn't legalized it from a medical perspective yet. Um, I, I want to read some additional information on this. Where do you point a pharmacist that's listening to the show that, that really wants to understand this and, and get more information? That's a great question, Todd. And in fact, um, I'm going to uh, let the, the audience know of a website a website called Cannabis Training Institute, CTI. And I am working with uh, several other uh, doctors of pharmacies and, and, and this company, CTI, to produce uh, ACPE um, pharmacist education modules uh, for education uh, for pharmacists. Um, it's going to be a low cost. Um, I'm just doing this, you know, just, just for nothing because I really believe strongly I mean, a pharmacist doesn't necessarily have to open a dispensary and get into this business, but it's a great idea for a pharmacist to be knowledgeable about the endocannabinoid system, the history, the drug interactions, the drug disease state interactions, and all the things. And we're going to be creating anywhere from five to ten continuing education modules on the CTI, Cannabis Training Institute website uh, in the coming months. In fact, I'm going to be sending out an email blast to pharmacy executives across the country and Canada um, promoting this this as a, a, a very positive educational um, event for their pharmacy staff. Well, I'll put those links, whatever links that you uh, suggest, I'll put them in the show notes so that um, pharmacists can um, can click on and, and see uh, kind of the updates that are there. In the meantime, I think going to pdimedical.com, you have a frequent answer, answer frequently asked questions section, and then um, also you have a, a good news feed here of updated news that has anything to do with uh, medical marijuana. Yeah, that's all great. And, and you know, one of the things, and, and it's interesting, there's, there's a company out there called Mary Medicinals, and they, they produce um, some really great products that are all topicals that have THC and cannabidiol in there. And someone that I know visited Mary for Mary Medicinals and said, well, what are the pharmacokinetics? And she goes, what is that? <laughs> and, and so there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of people that are doing these things but don't really understand it. So if you can take a look at the pharmacokinetics of, of cannabis, um, the metabolites can be detected up to three days after a single use. And um, you know, I think what's important here is there's, there's cases in, in, in law where uh, 
for, for example, just recently a, a forklift operator was injured on the job and they detected cannabis in his bloodstream. Well, was that cannabis, uh, was that a direct effect of using cannabis? Well, the result was no because he had taken it five days beforehand. Um, an injury that occurred 8 to 24 hours after marijuana use is not caused or contributed to by marijuana. So there's a lot of information out there, and um, it's just good to have this understanding. So, yes, in, in going back to illegal and, you know, legal and not legal, um, you even make a, a statement under the frequently asked questions. It's a complex situation at the state level as of July 2015, a total of 23 states, the District of Columbia and Guam now allow for comprehensive public medical marijuana and cannabis programs. So it, it, it seems since the last time we met, um, the number of states have actually increased, which is, uh, is favorable to the entire initiative. So if someone is listening, um, wants to kind of uh, reach out to um, their state organization, um, you know, I'm uh, always in favor of, uh, of, of additional tools for pharmacists and I think uh, medical cannabis and cannabis oils for specific patient cases is a, is a plus. Um, what's your suggestion? What's the next steps for this pharmacist um, uh, to reaching out to their uh, state organization or to bring light to this, uh, positive light to this? The, the, uh, the Board of Pharmacy and the local pharmacist associations probably are looking into this in, in some manner in most states. So I would say that would be the first call. Uh, from that, um, you could probably get a hold of the legislators that are going to be behind writing the law or starting to put together the legislation to legalize cannabis in, in, in their particular state. Very good. So um, what's next on the horizon for you and PDI Medical? What's, what are you guys, uh, are you waiting for um, any next step to, to become uh, a fully functional dispensary? Um, I've got a meeting tonight with my team. We're going to be discussing our build-out. We start demolition next week. Uh, we're talking to a marketing group. We're talking to an IT infrastructure group. Everything's coming together, and we're going to be spending some money on this, but I think it's going to be very worthwhile. We're going to help thousands of people. Um, I've been you know, following along for some time now. It's it's great to get these types of updates. Uh, you know, congratulations on your success. It's I know how long you've been you know working on this to to make to bring this to fruition and making this take place. So congratulations. Thank you very much, Todd. So uh, in closing, um, do you have any um, any requests of our listener base at all? Uh, feel free to contact me uh, if you're a pharmacist. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, uh, my my email is jfriedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, at pdimedical.com. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. I'll put uh, your email address in the show notes as well, as well as your LinkedIn uh, uh, URL. So if anyone has any questions, you can go down to the show notes and, and reach out to Mr. Joseph. Uh, hey, I wanted to thank you so much uh, for coming back to the Pharmacy Podcast. I would like to have you back again. Um, you know, it's been, uh, what, it's been almost like eight months. So maybe we'll have you back in, uh, in spring of 2016. Uh, that would be great. I think by that time we'll have opened our doors and I'll have a lot a lot of great stories to tell about patient successes. 
You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. We were interviewing Joseph Friedman, who's leading the efforts in the state of Illinois to leverage the benefits of medical marijuana. You can find more information at pdimedical.com. Once again, that's pdimedical.com. And as always, we thank you so much for listening. Thank you.